Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, everybody, welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, the final chapter of 2 Corinthians. And if I were to give this one a title, it would be, Be Joyful and Grow. Be Joyful and Grow. One of the things that I love about having two teenage girls is watching them grow and realizing that growth for them looks different on different days. Like, like while we're talking, they they sometimes... They, they can grow so slowly that while we're talking you know, around the dinner table or whatever, I don't always see them growing, but I know that physically they're growing taller, they're, you know, their hair is growing, all this stuff, but they're also growing emotionally, they're growing mentally, they're growing spiritually, that they're, they're growing in different ways, and, and I want them to grow, I want them to develop, I want them to become everything that God has called them to be. And I think that's what Paul is saying as he's ending this letter, as he's hoping good things He's also leaving them with a challenge, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're on our road to 1,000, getting closer every single day. Thank you so much for that. Also, we are doing the whole podcast thing, as always, and you're continually and always my favorite. (laughs) So make sure you leave us a five-star review, and then we're always gathering around the Facebook discussion group at the Bible Breakdown Discussion. Thank you so much to everybody who is you know, entering into that discussion with us and commenting and liking and sharing. It's just, just a wonderful thing to watch this community grow and develop together. And one of the things I, I love about this last chapter is we have really gotten to see a side of Paul that we don't always see. And I think the reason, I mean, there were four letters in, that Paul sent the Corinthian church. Two of them did not, did not survive. You know, they were, they were not inspired by the Holy Spirit, so the Holy Spirit did not have them survive into the early church. There were a lot of things that Paul said. Not everything Paul said was inspired by the Holy Spirit. It wasn't Paul. It was the Holy Spirit inspiring Paul. And I think that's why it's important. Paul didn't spread Christianity. The Holy Spirit spread Christianity through Paul and through other people as well. But in this one, I love 2 Corinthians because you really see the love of Paul for this church, the the shepherding aspect as the pastor, and, and that father uh, love for these this church, and so some places you see him saying, "Hey, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back the curtain. I'm gonna tell you a little bit more about my life than what you see, so you can understand why I love you and why my heart just just groans for you." And in this last chapter, he's challenging them. It's like I love you enough to challenge you. And that's one of the things I tell my girls all the time. Is in some areas they're like, "Dad, why is it that you don't really care in some areas, and in some areas it seems like you're never satisfied. You're always pushing us." And, and one day I just got the clarity of just saying, hey, listen, you really want to know? <laughs> you know? Okay, here we go. And I said, in some areas, I see that you're putting forth the effort and it's all the effort you've got. I see you're doing the very best you can. And so I am pleased with your effort. So I'm not going to push you any hard in that area. But in this area, I can see that you can grow. There's growth potential there. There's, there's more that you're not tapping into. So I'm going to challenge you the best I can because I see more in you than this. And I, I hope that they understand that, right? And I, and I, many times they're like, okay, well, that sounds great, Dad, but you're pushing too hard, you know? And it's like, I don't know, I'm trying to figure this thing out. Never been a dad before, right? And, and that's, I think that's what Paul's doing in this last chapter, is he is challenging this church. He's saying, hey, man, I, 
I am coming to you again. I need you to fix these things. Why? Because I got a big idea for you. I think that there is more in you than what you realize. And so he's going to challenge them real hard as he's in this letter. And then he's going to finish with a wonderful challenge of his hope for them. And it's going to be my hope for us as the God of all comfort. That's the theme of this book. Challenges us and then comforts us for the journey. So here we go. If you have your Bibles, you have them open with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 says this. This is the third time I am coming to visit you. And as the scriptures say, and this is, by the way, in the book of Deuteronomy, the facts of every case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I have already warned those who had been sinning that when I was there on my second visit and I come again, that all others, as I did before, the next time I will not spare them. I will give all a proof that you really want that Christ speaks through me. Christ is not weak when he deals with you. He is powerful among you. Although he was crucified in weakness, he now lives by the power of God. We too are weak just as Christ was. But when we deal with you, we will be alive with him and we will have God's power. So examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Christ is among you, and if not, you have failed to test the genuineness of your faith. As you test yourselves, I hope you will recognize that we have not failed the test of apostolic authority. We pray to God that you will not do what is wrong by refusing our correction. I hope you will not need to, we will not need to demonstrate our authority when we arrive. Do the right thing before we come even if that makes it look like we have failed to demonstrate our authority. For we cannot oppose the truth, but must always stand for truth. We are glad to seem weak if it helps show that you are actually strong. We pray that you will become mature. And I am writing to you this before I come, hoping that I will not need to deal severely with you when I do come. For I want to use the authority that the Lord has given me to strengthen you, not tear you down. Notice how Paul says we cannot oppose the truth, but we must stand for the truth. So what Paul's challenged him to do is he said, I want you to examine your life, test yourselves, see are you living for God or are you living for yourself? Are you living for the Lord or are you living for your own interest? He's like, if you are, you know, if you're, if you're living for the Lord, great. If not, time to fix it, right? And I love that because he's saying, I see more in you. You can do this. You know, and he's like, I want you to do this before I get there so that when we're together, we can just celebrate the goodness of God together. And I think that's important for us every once in a while to say, I'm not going to oppose the truth. I'm going to stand for the truth. So I love you enough to challenge you. That's why I like to do this a lot of times in the, the Bible breakdown, you know, podcast that we do together is just to tell you, hey, here's the truth. And I love you enough to tell you the truth. And hopefully you never get it in a harsh way from me, but hopefully you get it, you know, you know, straight, no chaser, you know, from me so that then you can make up your mind that this is what the Bible says. And then this is what you can do to course correct what the, when the Bible says to course correct, right? And it's because God's got a big idea for you. And that's what we're going to end with here in verse 11. So dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last words. Here we go. Be joyful grow to maturity, encourage each other, live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. What's his big idea? He said, I want God to be with you. 
And you know how you're going to tell when God's with you? When God's with you, you're going to be joyful. Joyful is not an emotion. Happiness is an emotion. Joyful is a state of being. That I have joy, whether it's raining or if it's sunshine, because nothing on the outside determines what I have on the inside. I want you to be joyful. I want you to grow to maturity. Grow to that place where you're mature. When God's with you, you're going to be able to encourage one another. And when God's with you, you're going to be able to live in harmony and live in peace. And when God is with you, the God of love and peace will be with you always. He said that's his big idea is that the God of peace will be with you. Greet each other with a sacred kiss. No thanks. <laughs> all right. I am I ain't kissing nobody but my but my wife, all right? But he's he's saying to do that. So how about at in the 21st century in the city I live in, we're going to we're going to kiss each other by a fist bump in Jesus name. All right. Verse 13. All of God's people here send you their greetings. Verse 14, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. All right, so what can we take out of 2 Corinthians as an overall book? Remember, the overall theme is that God is the God of all comfort. And what I love about God is that he comforts us in the manner at which we need. There are seasons when we're struggling and we're going through a hard time. God will comfort us with the gentle care of a father with a small child. There are seasons when we're getting a little stubborn, getting a little, little hard-hearted, a little, little mean in our soul. Well, then what God will do is he will send correction. He'll send challenge to soften us up a little bit so that we will then be pliable and he can lead us in the right direction. And then there's times when men were joyful and everything's good. And God will comfort us by giving us the opportunity to speak comfort into others. And then sometimes, depending on the season, all that gets mixed around. <laughs> but the good thing is, is the God of comfort knows us better than we know ourselves. And so here's my prayer for you as we end this chapter. That no matter whether it is sunshine or it's raining, you'll realize that God has never left you. God's always with you. He, he fills up the universe. There's nowhere that you can go that he is not. So no matter where you are, if you're having the worst day of your life right now, I want you to hear this. God is right there with you. Now, for some of you, that's terrifying <laughs> because you don't know where you stand with God. Well, can I tell you? God's not mad at you. He's not offended at you. I don't care what you did last night. He's still in love with you. And if you're not dead, God's not done trying to reach out to you to tell you one more time, he loves you. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've said, no matter where you've gone, no matter what you have believed, God has not given up on you. And he's never going to stop until he reaches for you or until you reach out for him. What do you do if you're not where you need to be with God? Salvation is as simple but not simplistic as three things, A, B, C, except that you're a sinner. You have sinned and that has separated you from a holy God. Number two, that's A. B, believe. Believe that Jesus paid the ultimate price by dying on a cross for our sins. Now, if he was just a mere man, he couldn't do that. It would be really nice, but he couldn't do it. But if he was God who became man and he died on a cross for our sins, now those God-sized shoulders, they could take on the sins of the whole world. The best thing is, is he didn't stay dead. Three days later, he rose again. And if you believe that Christ's sacrifice can forgive you of your sins, then you A, accept, B, believe, C, confess. 
confess your sins to God, confess your allegiance and loyalty to him, and give your life to Jesus. That's called salvation. You accept, believe, confess, and the God of all comfort will invade your life. And it's one thing to believe about the love of God. It's another thing to experience the love of God for yourself. And that's what salvation is. But maybe you're listening to this and you have a relationship with God, but you're going through a difficult season. Can I tell you? God's with you right now. And he is just as close as a thought. Because sometimes we go through hard times and it's so hard, we don't even have the words to pray. The great thing is, is that the Bible says he already knows what we need before we even ask. So sometimes just the thought of, God, I need you. And he's right there. And the Lord is leading you even right now. And so in just a moment, the, the, uh, um, the music's going to start playing. And you're going to have an opportunity. I think it's about a three-minute timer, three to five-minute timer. of opportunity just to soak in what we have talked about over the past several days. The God of all comfort wants to comfort you so that if you don't know him, he can wash away your sin and become your Lord and Savior. And if you do know him, he wants to comfort you in no matter what season you're going through. So let's pray together. And let's do some business with the Lord. God, thank you so much for your goodness, your kindness, your mercy. Thank you that you're with us. Lord, I'm thankful that you never give up on us. Your word says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, his unique and only son, so that everyone who believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. And that God did not go through all the trouble of sending his son into the world to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help and to put the world right again. Thank you, God, that you put our world right again so that then we can be a blessing to others. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 says, God is the source of all, say it with me, comfort. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for the Old Testament book as we continue our journey on the Bible Breakdown podcast. Mm-hmm.